Aloha, adventurer. I am Joshua Loya, your friendly neighborhood Jedi. Real quick before we get into this episode, if you are on Instagram, please follow the Adventure Mind account, Aloha Adventurer. I will spell that for you. A-L-O-H-A-A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-R. That's Aloha Adventurer. That's the Instagram account for Adventure Mind. Now, I understand, right? I have a very love-hate relationship with Instagram but it would mean the world to me if you would follow that account. Now, here's the thing, right? If you don't have an Instagram account, go get one. They're free. And the more people that like or comment or both on the posts we put out on that account, the more people will see that post, whether they're following us or not. It just kind of the the way we've kind of figured out how the Instagram algorithm works The more engagements we have, the more people see these posts, the more people learn about the show and the movement of Adventure Mind. So please, if you would, it would mean the world to me. If you're on Instagram, go follow Adventure Mind. The account is Aloha Adventure, at Aloha Adventure on Instagram. And uh, if you are not on Instagram, go get on Instagram and then follow Aloha Adventure the official account of the Adventure Mind podcast and movement. That's Aloha Adventure, A-L-O-H-A-A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-R. Thank you. And uh, without further ado, my conversation with long-distance runner Globe Trotter and all-around cool person Aaron Daly. Aloha, adventurer. I am Joshua Loya, a.k.a. Joshua the Jedi, the aspiring servant warrior. I have with me a woman who likes to run quite a bit and do lots of other cool things. Erin Daly, how are you? I am excellent. How are you doing? Good, good. So if you, you listen for, for a little bit while, you might hear some of that Northeastern charm. So so uh, how you been? I'm good. I'm good. And yeah, you might hear it, but um, um, you know, I don't pack my cast, so that <laughs> won't, won't necessarily hear me saying that. But uh, yeah, I've been doing good. Just right lots and, of running and planning trips. So, 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 how did you? And and just for 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 full pull back the curtain, uh, Aaron, uh, in a similar vein as I am, uh, she. Uh, now, do you have any eyesight at all? Just I figure I'd get the short I stuff do. out of the way. Okay. I do. I have some. Um, I do have some resi- residual central vision left. Um, I have AP. So okay, all right. But you Hashtag are a running life. fool. Uh, you, you honestly, like, I run because it's good for me. I don't do it so much for fun, though. Um, yeah, I do it way too much. No, I'm with how, you. So on how that. did you get There's into something that? Something wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get into running? Um, it's, it's interesting, actually, I grew up, I was always like overweight. (laughs) I was just like, running is just not my speed. Like, I'm just gonna be like, you know, not that kind of person. And then I started to lose weight. And I saw people like running to lose weight and things like that. So probably about like 2012, 2013, I joined Achilles. Um, and you know, they, uh, you know, help with sports and things like that, provide guides. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. Like I'm, I'm going to be a runner. And I, (laughs) I, so when I ran for the first time, it was 30 seconds and it was, I can tell you anyone like that's in Denver, it was on Hamden 285, 30 seconds. I 
bent over on the side of the highway and just started throwing up like dry <laughs> heaving. I was like, I can't do this. I actually went home and I was like, I couldn't breathe for the rest mm. of the night. I was like, yeah, <gasps> it can be intense if you're not used to that level of high intensity yeah. exercise for sure. It was, it was still horrible. And I'm like, why do people do this? But I'm like super stubborn and I don't like to admit defeat. <laughs> right. So I started doing one of those like run to 5k things. Cause I was like, okay, first off, I'm not going to turn up at Achilles looking like a fool. Okay. Like right. I need to show up. <laughs> I need so, to like, look So like the second good. time you ran a whole minute before you threw up, right? Um, no, uh, <laughs> maybe it was about like 10 seconds before I was like, let's not get to the throw up phase. We're just... <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, at, like, and Within probably about six months of that, I ran my first 5K, and wow. it it was amazing. I actually worked. Um, my first guide was a woman named Nita. She's amazing. I hope to be her when I grow up. Um, and she just taught me everything I need to know about running. She taught me about splits. She taught me about cadence. Um, you know the right posture. Mm -hmm. she, everything that I still use today, she taught me. And I mean, I eventually ran the New York City Marathon. So I mean, go on her too. Yeah, what's, <laughs> she got uh, me there. What's, what's the New York like? I haven't actually done a marathon. I think the most, the longest distance I've done, like in an official race. I mean, I could have run more, but I've done like a 5K. But like that's not even close. So what was that like? Kind of the preparation and even the the oh. whole experience of running with all those people like that. Yeah, it was. The marathon was amazing. The training was the torches of Hades. Like be, it was, it was horrible. I, I remember because it's like if you enjoy running, like you can enjoy something too much. You know, it's like mm -hmm. you know if you can you can enjoy ice that. cream, right? But if you were at an ice cream buffet and had to eat ice cream for six to eight hours a day every day, eventually you'd be like, I'm going to die. I'm going to be diabetic and I'm going to go into a coma and die. And that's yep. what it felt like. I ran six to eight hours every day in the middle yeah, of the summer. So I had to get up at like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning to try to get in before the main heat of the day. And it was it, it was a lot. And actually, it was the reason why I gained over 100 pounds after the marathon was because after the marathon, I was toast. I was done. I didn't like, want to see my running shit. shoes. Like, <laughs> hmm? You're like, I'm not doing shit right now. Yeah, like, no, I was just like, um, I can sleep now. <laughs> like, um, I, I'm a fan of that. How about we have a sleep marathon? Because I would really like to participate. Yeah. But no, it, the marathon itself was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. One, because to go from being over 300 pounds to being able to physically be able to run a marathon yeah. was honestly one of the greatest achievements that I, I've ever done. It, it's going um, to be super powerful for your just confidence of what you can actually accomplish right and and then my i think the other thing that i like that makes running for me a little bit unique and for any blind person is that i have a guide i'm not alone some right. people like to run alone and that's great but when I, when i'm running 26.2 miles and you know it's it's nice to have that team so i had a team of three guides one guide who ran the whole thing with me one guide who ran the first 13.1 and the other guide um switched out and then did the last 13.1 so 
so I always had two guides with me. They all had team Aaron shirts on and my shirt said Aaron. <laughs> and whenever we ran, you know, you run through all the five boroughs. So, and it's New York, it wow. is, it is packed. It is amazing. And there was, there's this one pot where you're going over a bridge and obviously there's no crowds on the bridge. Right. And so you go up and, oh, it's just so hard because, you know, you, you're 14, 15 miles in and you're just like, I like, why don't they build things flat? Like it's 2021. <laughs> why isn't everything flat? You know? So I'm, I'm going up this bridge and you come down and right when you turn, I think, I think you turn into, it's either Queens or Brooklyn. So everyone from New York's going to hate me, but it's either Queens or Brooklyn and you turn and you hear nothing because you're on the bridge. You make this 90 degree turn and it, it's a roar of just thousands of people just screaming and cheering. And oh, wow. they see the name on my shirt and my friends and they're just screaming, go Aaron, go Aaron. That's and awesome. it is, I've never had another experience like that where I just felt so wow. like propelled and supported. It's amazing. That's red. That's red. Um, I was a raging bitch at the end, though. <laughs> I was, I, I, like, as soon as I crossed the finish line, I was like, where's my water? Where's my wheelchair? Someone wheel me home. I can't <laughs> do this right now. <laughs> that's, that's cool. So, um, were you, now you, you've done running since then, right? Like, you, you, you didn't give it up completely? Or? Oh, yeah, no, I haven't. I uh, I haven't given it up, and uh, so like I said, I had gained weight back, but I I lost it. I lost the majority of it last year, actually. I lost eighty five pounds last year, um, okay. because of the pandemic, and I work from home, so I have a trail right next door to me. So I basically walk out, and I can. You know, I've, I've walked this trail for years, and so yep. it's so easy for me to go ahead and get that in. But before, when I was actually trying to lose the weight, I did two 5Ks a month um, for about a year and a half to okay. try to, like, build up my Just speed to have again. some sort of, like, physical something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Exa- and, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I chose them based on the medals. I really wanted cute medals that I could put on my wall and have <laughs> people say, oh, my I God, look at you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, but right now, um, I run four days a week and I do four miles on my short days and then I do a 10 K, um, once a week, but then I also walk eight miles once a week. So I'm trying to get my mileage back up. Half marathon is the perfect, like mileage for me. I love it. So I'm trying to get back up to that. Gotcha. And, and, uh, so do you, do you have any aspirations relevant to running beyond just kind of keeping the the course and, and, uh, maybe doing your couple five K's here and there? I, so (laughs) it sounds, it'll sound like kind of stupid. I don't know. Maybe not won't, but I really want to do the, the Disney things that they have. They have like, you go in the day one, you do a 5k, the next day you do a 10k. And then the third day you do a half marathon. I really want to do that. I think it would be so great. Is that like in the park or something or? Yes. Yeah. They have like a Disney princess one. They have, I think they have two Star Wars ones, the, the light side and the dark side. (laughs) And then they have, uh, there's another one that I saw too, but I really, I really want to do that so bad because I just think it would be so cool. And I've only ever been to Disney once. And unfortunately it was during a special event. So I didn't get to see the whole thing. So I get to be like eight again when I go, I mean, I'll work for it. I'll be running. (laughs) Sure. Sure. It'd be really good. 
Um, I also want to run on different continents. That would be something I I know that they have one that's in Antarctica and that would be really amazing to do. Um, I don't know how that would work (laughs) Um, with a guide. I'd I'd have to find someone as crazy as me. Um, But I think it, that would be so amazing. Have you done any sort of like extreme weather, anything just like camping or anything like that? Um, yes, I have done a lot of uh, growing up in Massachusetts. I did a lot of cold weather camping. So we would okay. go out in February and we would go and, and do that. And I've also done some hiking. I haven't done it recently, which is right. kind of why I want to get back into rock climbing and things like that. Um, but <laughs> I am also, I'm also the person that when I run, if I say I'm going to go run, I'm going to go run. If I look outside and there's a blizzard, I go, oh, it's going to suck running in this blizzard not i guess i'm gonna have to wait until the weather clears up (laughs) so i'm a little crazy like that but it's also i'm just really stubborn and i'm just like no it takes that attitude sometimes though you know you know because yeah i'm like i said i was gonna do it that aren't the the people who who decide you know actually you know who isn't winning medals (laughs) the people that are like oh it's cold i'm not gonna go outside Mm-hmm. It's funny. I not to like hate on people who bike, but <laughs> in Colorado there's a <laughs> lot of bikers. But to hate on people who bike, <laughs> uh, they like so. Uh, it'll be like 30 degrees out. You know what I mean? And I mean perfectly pleasant. Besides the fact that it's 30 degrees out, and yep. the only people on the trail will be runners. It'll just be me, and then I'll, I'll run across some other people that are running, and then you know the next day I go out because it's Colorado, and it'll be 65, 70 degrees. And the the trail will just be overrun with people riding their bikes. And I'm like, hmm, where were you yesterday when it was 30 degrees? <laughs> hmm, it's because the runners. I are the think ones it's that some of that. Nor- again, it's that that northeastern toughness. You know, like like I I lived in Ohio for like three three and a half years, and and you know those are cold. Those, some of those are cold winters. But like uh, like Joe Rogan has this bit about watching a guy like like the way people drive in Boston versus like say L A. He remember he was talking about how like this guy drove through like spun out as he's sliding in as he's turning he just takes a sip of coffee like it's nothing and like that that oh yeah that speaks to that sort of vibe like this is just life deal <laughs> yeah take a sip of coffee we you're holding it with your teeth while you give the middle finger out the window and the other hand is like a justin yamira <laughs> like that's and it's so funny because out here you know there's so many transplants in denver and yeah. so you know being from the northeast like i don't drive obviously, obviously you're right. welcome um I thank but, you for that by the way but i'll be on the bus and i'll just see people spun out and you know they'll just be lined up on the side of the road and i'll just read the license plate california california florida california oh texas california well and that's just it like the first rain the first day of rain it's we're not used to it out here like because i am in california and and you know if you're if you're used to the snow you're used to the ice you're like no big deal but like when you don't have that wide range of weather you're just like you don't you don't know what you're doing but yeah well i need to reassess their living situation (laughs) maybe so right (laughs) so you uh one of the other things that that you were were talking about um when because i met you on clubhouse by the way if uh if you're on clubhouse uh you can follow me i don't know if aaron if you want people to follow you but it's it's there so if you Uh, search for joshua the jedi for me uh what's what's your uh what's your clubhouse you've been talking about i'm squirrely (laughs) aaron So why squirrely? 
Like, I gotta, I gotta ask I you about that now. I love squirrels. They're the best animals in the entire world, and I feed them with my hand, and they wow. can come up, and I I just think that they're most adorable creatures. They have big fluffy tails, and then they do, like, the little... Like, I just think that they're adorable. So, so how did you get into, like, feeding? Because, like, I'm always... Like, I've never had direct interaction with a squirrel, and I'm always wondering, like, this thing's going to nup off my te- my fingers if I try to say what's up. Oh, no. So, yeah. No, you can't put it, like, clasp something in your fingers, like, between your fingers like a chip. You have to put it in the palm of your hand, and they will come and they can eat out of that. But also, um, <laughs> I will do bread and things like that. And the first time Kinda I like ever fed a squirrel. like you're feeding the ducks or something? No, no, the ducks will bite your fingers off. I've never had, I had a squirrel a goose, be violent. I had a goose bite my thumb, like like mad, like when I was really young. I'm like, there, there's something, there's something wrong with with Canadian geese specifically. I think something <laughs> you know, happened Canadian to all people, of them as children. They're really nice, but the geese is they're assholes, right? They, they're the worst. <laughs> I, I, I will like, well, I'll run by them, not even close, and they'll just scream at me, and I'm like, I, you're making me want to mess with you. Like, I won't, but I don't know why you're coming at me with this attitude when i did nothing to you <laughs> but yeah no squirrels don't do that squirrels will go ahead and they'll just like i've had a squirrel take it with his little squirrel paws and he just plucked it plucked a chip right out of my hand and then oh. ran away and laid down on his back and then like just ate the chip and it was delicious and i was sad that he took the chip because i feel like that might not be so healthy for his digestive system i prefer when they take nuts but right. um it was adorable <laughs> Anyway, pretty, I could go neat. on about squirrels. No, that's cool. I like to I like to get the uh, the little glimpse and and you know kind of what what makes people tick a little bit. Um, so you, so actually, because you said you do a lot of trail runs, other than the bicycles and stuff, and people who you know f- fair weather uh, you know fools. Uh, what uh, have you had any kind of unique experiences where you're running? Maybe you're solo running and somebody doesn't kind of get what's up or. Or uh, maybe encounter like an animal or whatnot out on the trail. Um, if by animals you mean perverted men, I have had a lot of incidences <laughs> with them. That's unfortunate. Them. Um, actually, some I had one guy so, that filmed me. Some of us are quite so jerk. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's it was not cool. very uncomfortable. He, I don't know. He, yeah. I, I the trail I run on is is by a river. So I run down one side of it. There's a bridge um, that's actually perfectly a mile down. And then I come back and then, so I'm able to perfectly do the mileage. And so he was on the opposite end. So I don't know if he saw me coming, but yeah, he had his little camcorder out and he was recording me. And I was like, I feel uncomfortable, but like if I stop, I'm going to go by you slower. So that's more of you filming me. And if I go by faster, apparently my boobs (laughs) bounce more. Like, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Anyway, but um, I, I've run across some deer on the trail, oh, that's which cool. is really good. How close have you gotten to the deer? Maybe about like seven feet. That's not far at all. Yeah, no, it was it was really close, and it was a girl, so I think maybe she sensed that I was I was kind of <laughs> like like, like woman power, you know? Yeah, like and a, then but then she like hopped over across the species, the guardrail, and ran away. It's not it's not by a highway, which is nice, but it's like the access road, like behind. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that's the but, thing. That's but you know when when people talk about like like oh I don't want to exercise I just want to go to the gym it's safe or whatever the the cool thing about exercising in nature like and and this this is whether you're on trails or whether you're you know because like I don't I don't run but I surf and you know there's something really cool being out in the water and then having dolphins like be really close like 
you oh, know, that's so magical. Yeah, like like fifty like fifteen feet from my board, I'm paddling out, and I'm out past the water, the 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 waves and stuff. But I haven't, um, I haven't had any dolphins in Colorado, but well, there's probably not maybe a lot in thirty years from now when the sea levels. Rise. Yeah, w- when California is <laughs> under the the under the ocean now. Yes, they'll be imported. <laughs> there are apparently in some places, like, and I think maybe it's just Texas, um, but I know there are places that have freshwater uh, porpoises or, or whatnot. So, like, you, I don't know if there's, well, there's river dolphins. dolphins in the Amazon River, uh, pink okay. dolphins. Okay, all right, but which, maybe not in Colorado. Yeah, no, not in Colorado. We do have otters, which are nice. Otters are beautiful. Like, yeah, honestly, do you know what's hands. crazy about otters? Are one of the few. Um, I mean, there are a few species that use them, but like otters will full on uh, use rocks to break open the shellfish of the, of the you know, like they'll actually use found tools and stuff. Like there's there's some yes, there's some intelligence in those things. Oh yeah, well, and they, and they hold hands when they float down the river so that they don't get separated. Like how adorable! Adorable and smart for sure. Yes, cuddly too, <laughs> maybe smelly. But. Yeah, I've never tried, so I'm. I'm but um, what? So all right, I know you, you did the running thing, and and, and that's that's dope because that's there's there's something really pure about that, and I think there's a difference too um, in running on land, you know, versus running on a treadmill because running on oh, treadmill thought- it's it's good exercise. <laughs> But it's I thought we were going to go same. on that. I thought you were going to say running on the sea. And I was like, uh, yeah, there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> you went with treadmill. All right. <laughs> no, I, I, I know that Joshua and Jesus part uh, kind of have the same root name, but uh, I'm not, uh, no, I'm not able to walk on water. I haven't figured out a way. Uh, I can no, walk. But it's it's yeah. absolutely. I completely agree. It's like the, the terrain is different. The give is different. I mean, even when I run on asphalt part of the trails versus when I decide to run on the dirt part of the trail, mm-hmm. you know, it is incredibly different. And the variations in the elevation, um, it it makes a huge difference because when I run on the treadmill, I'm more apt to just keep it at the, um, you know, at the the thing that goes up and down incline. I'm likely to yep, just keep yep. it at the incline, which is actually <laughs> technically a little downward. You yep. actually need to push it up when you go on to, to get it on like kind of flat. So I never do that. It So I, I'm running like the wind. I'm like, God, I ran a minute faster on here. It's like, no, you were kind of lazy and didn't push yourself is what you did. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, yeah, no, no shade because if all you can, if all you have is a treadmill that when I worked, um, in an office in the before times, um, all I had was a treadmill, you know, yeah. and I ran on a treadmill and it was, it was great. It, I would rather run than not run. Um, but any time that I can run outside is definitely preferred. Yeah. Well, and then, and then you're in the elements, you're getting that, you're fr- the fresh air and everything else. And, you know, rained I think... on sunburned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's, that's the other thing about like doing outside based exercise. There's no, not, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Weightlifting's hard, right? Like people who do weightlifting properly, it's hard. And you, you know, I do jujitsu and that's usually inside. So I, like no, uh-huh. you know, no shade there, but like that, that connect, there's something I feel like we've lost. And in the last year and change, we've definitely kind of, um, it, I, I look at it as kind of a wake up call. Am I, would I have preferred we could have learned a lot of this stuff without everything that we've dealt with as a, as right. a species over the last year? Of course, it's forced me to kind of look at what's important, right? And to, and to find 
joy in, in simple things. And so getting out and going for a walk or, or whatever, and you're talking about the terrain. I was, you know, the other thing that just thinking back, the one five K that I did was on the sand. It was like on, it wasn't on like, like loose sand, but it was on the hard What's packed sand. What's wrong with where... you? <laughs> Why were you like, I want to do a 5k. Let me do it on literally the worst, you know, possible element. Like let me I like sink the ocean. in. I was I, I was on the you know it wasn't like the the soft That's why sand. I've only was, done was, one. <laughs> it could be, could be, but I'm I'm weird that way. You know, we'll see. But it was really cool because you could hear the ocean the whole time, and that was that was really neat. Like, you know where you, you could know. hear the ocean on the paved path by the beach. <laughs> <laughs> There's, that. There's that too. There's that too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, it's, it's all good. Oh, it's all good. I, maybe I, tried I should to run do once a, on the beach, and I was like, mm, mm, maybe not yet. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I say I don't really like running, but one of these days I want to do one of those mud runs. You, you kind of going through and you're crawling under things and you're climbing over fences. I've done and you're three avoiding. of them. So, okay, tell me about those, please. Oh, amazing! So I've done three of them. One of them was all women. That was amazing. Um, it was women from like you know girls from like eight years old all the way up to like ni- in their nineties. We're all just running to oh it was amazing and it was great because i was a little nervous because i was a little bit heavier at the time but um there were people they would just like if you were having difficulty climbing up the muddy hill you know because it's made of mud and you're sliding down it they will come up behind you and just push your ass like right over the hill and there'd be someone on the other side grabbing you and they'd be like yeah we're doing it and that one was amazing. Um, another one that I did was more of an obstacle course mud run. Was that like a, like a Spartan race or something? Or? It wasn't a Spartan. It was called Terrain, I think it was, or something okay. like that. So they had – their thing was like all four elements. And so that like you had to like run over fire at the end, like jump over like burning things. They didn't do right. that Dude, That sounds so, like, was- so much fun. Oh, it was amazing. But we were in Colorado in wildfire season, so they're like, mm-hmm. we're not going to, like, have an open yeah. flame. Let's let's not, like, can you imagine, like, the, the shitstorm of PR that would be if, you, like, like uh, the news comes out that this, this uh, extreme endurance race caused, like, half of the wilderness in Colorado to burn up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for – so they did – I don't know if they did this for everyone or if they just did it for us because I kind of wanted that photo op, I'm not going to lie, of me jumping yeah. over a burning fence or whatever. Yeah. But um, what they did instead was they dug a pit, and I'm about six feet, and it came up to my shoulders. So this was like at least like five feet, nine inches Mm -hmm. of mud, and they strung barbed wire over the pit. So for me, like, so you have to basically- You had to stay under the- yeah, so you had to wire. like go on your back almost or like have your nose and head in the mud so that you weren't getting scraped by this bobbed wire Whoa. as you swam under it or did whatever you had to do under it. That um, so, and that was amazing. You know, it's so funny too because like and, – and you're absolutely a kindred spirit like because the, the whole point of the of the podcast, the movement we're building is about doing stuff like that on purpose. Like and and, and the thing is, right? I'm sure when you do stuff like that, you go through and you're like, oh, yeah, no big deal. You remember that one time, you know, when I was climbing under barbed wire and, and trying not to, like, scrape my scalp off and stuff? You know, when you uh-huh. actually have to deal with, like, a – I used to describe it this way. Like, because I, 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 I don't work a regular job anymore, but I did for a while. And I would go in a little bit late on Mondays. I'd do an early morning jiu-jitsu class on Monday mornings. And, you know, my, I've talked about this before. Like, my, my buddy John is – probably outweighs me by a good 60 80 pounds 
and he's just an absolute beast. And he's like, you know, he's choking in six minutes. He's choking me. He's wrist locking me. Where you're, you're making it work. And then I go into work and I have like a department meeting. I'm like, I hate meetings like that. The one of the reasons I don't have a regular job is because I'm not. Mm-hmm. I can't stand office politics. Well, because you have to be everything. nice to him, even if you think they're the stupidest people you ever met in your fucking yeah, life. For yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. And but I have so much more tolerance for that kind of garbage when I've been doing that other stuff more regularly so like i can imagine you've been in your zen longer a little bit so like look for you like you you has that helped you to kind of deal with more like just the tedium and and kind of definitely because i have um it's it's one of the things that you know helps me calm down um and i when because when I have a bad call or if I have a bad yesterday was a really bad day for me. I actually like don't nothing, know what you do professionally. You haven't talked about your your day job at all. Oh, I work in insurance. I'm a oh, commercial oof. underwriter. Yeah, that's not so hot. It's gotta right? be some super uh, stressful times though. I'm I sure, read some time. forms, some policy forms. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it is it like with COVID, it is really stressful because it's like you know a lot of people are losing a lot of stuff and then we're getting blamed yeah. for a lot of it and it's like yeah. look, <laughs> but um. Anyway, so it's like I just I'll go out for a run. Like I am right next to a trail. Like it is so nice. I'm just like, you know, what? I'm going to get up. And the thing that's even better is that, you know, of course, I don't I don't take advantage of the fact that, you know, I'm I'm working from home, so I just like, you know, turn my computer off in the middle of the day. I would never do that. But, you know, sometimes Oh my god, I'm so sorry. My cat just jumped onto the Can you guys still hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're good. We're good. I'm so you haven't sorry. No, we're fine. She's such a dick. Um, but so, yeah, so sometimes I'll just go for a quick 20 minute walk, you know, come mm-hmm. back and feel more refreshed. And sometimes, you know, like I did a 10 K yesterday. I was like, I need to go out and I need to run. And I came back and I felt so much better. I just, I don't know if it's the endorphins or being outside or not talking to people for, you know, about an hour, but it was, it, you know, it feels so good. Now, now here's here's a question because um do you know who David Goggins is at all? No. He, this guy is this insane. He does like ultra marathons, like two hundred mile races and stuff. This guy's, That's guy's not crazy. right. No, he's he's not normal. Um, he, and his his old refrain is, I'm you know I'm not I'm not crazy. I'm just not you. But like if you look at his feet, his feet are all bang, you know because he's just tortured himself. He's 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 good now, but he's but he he has this thing about has a big hate on for running with music he said don't run with music and he's a little more militant about it but what's your what's your take on on uh on running with with things in your ears do you like to have the awareness I do. Of elements or i will i will i can't and won't use um a noise canceling headphones that's like what, what am i trying to well, i'm yeah, not like i'm not trying to prove anything you, right? to anyone <laughs> yeah but i will run with um airpods in and okay. those i really like and it's actually interesting because I'll sometimes when I'm running by people or I'm running by something that I'm unfamiliar with, first off, mm-hmm. I don't run places that I've never been before. I sure. will walk a place for a while before I feel comfortable enough to run there um, just so I can get a lay of the land. Like, OK, right. well, you know, there's a sewer grate. Because you, 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 know. you run solo a lot, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, and right now, I mean, it's just really not safe. You know, I mean, we're getting more where people are vaccinated. But, right. you know, before it was just like it, it was just unsafe to have a guide and you you know i just kind (laughs) of but so so i mean so i don't do that and if so i will turn my music down i will you know 
not not or I'll take one earbud out. I don't really mm-hmm. like to. I prefer I'm a nosy like person, so I prefer for people <laughs> to think that I can't hear them and then I can listen to I what they're saying. I do that in saying. public transit all the time, so like, mm-hmm. like I, I I actually haven't it's funny, I don't I haven't taken a lot of public transit at all this last year. Um, it does help that my wife and I do a lot of the same stuff together. So we commute together in private car most of the time. But when I do take public transit, I like to have headphones in, even if I'm not listening to anything. One, people yes. leave you the heck alone, right? Oh, yeah. Why do well, you have to make conversation? I don't know you. <laughs> that is such – it's such an that's East a, That's Coast a West thing. Coast thing. West Coast thing, Pete. Like, and this is the thing that I appreciate about like like East Coast people. They will let you just have your business. Like, like, like West Coast people like to – like. Like oh how you doing oh you're so blah blah blah, um, but having the headphones in, and then what's funny though is like I'll hear some of the craziest stuff. I was on the bus one time and I was wearing I was listening to something and I had to pause what I was listening to. This guy was sitting next to me on the bus. This is this was in the before times. He was and he was very angry about something. I was like all right, he's like I'm because I, I am a, a total nosy person oh amen and he's mm-hmm. he's yelling at the i i get I, I piece it together he's yelling at the pharmacist at the top of his lungs in a crowded bus about how he desperately needs his viagra uh prescription oh poor thing <laughs> poor little guy but I was just like, see, some people just don't care. They don't. Have, they don't. Have, you know, he's like a honey badger. He doesn't. You know, honey like he doesn't have any shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I just. I, but the, you. You never know. Like if you. You kind of play that whole like. Oh yeah, I'm just listening to something. You know. You don't well, know what you're gonna hear. Because look, the times that I've forgotten <laughs> is the times when some person I don't know like will sit next to me and they'll be like, you know, my ex boyfriend's mother in law was deaf, and I'm like, I. Okay, they have a completely di- they have a completely different disability. Like okay. yeah, and it's just like so I know what you're going. I, like I'm just like okay, that's nice, thank you, bye. <laughs> and you know what? You know, like you know, along with the whole like East Coast, you know, West Coast, Midwest right, thing. Right. What I've heard is like people on the people in the Midwest or West Coast, they're nice but not kind, and people on the East Coast are kind but not nice. So if you were like, you know, saying something, it was actually a group in Clubhouse that was <laughs> that was talking about this. And it was it's the like the best analogy that I've ever read is, you know, if you say something like, oh, my cat died, you know what I mean? Someone on the in, like the Midwest would be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's terrible. And someone on the East Coast would be like, I'm sorry that your cat died, but they'll go to the cat's funeral. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just well, different. Like, we don't been, have time for the fake stuff. We're there, like, yep. when you need it. Like, it, And I don't know that I could ever – I know, like, New York is, like, um, like a big comedy city, right? Like, and actually, oh, yeah. Boston is, too, actually, for that matter. Um, but, like, oh, I don't yeah, know if I could ever – out good ones recently, though. <laughs> well, I mean, like – a uh, couple of my favorites, though. I love me some Bill Burr, and I love, uh, you know, I, uh, Joe Rogan was a huge influence on this podcast. Both those guys originally, you know, they spent a lot of time in Boston. Uh, I think uh, Burr is, I think, originally from there, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, explains a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the thing, though. So, so talking about Clubhouse, I've, I have been hanging out in rooms with mostly New York-based comedians. And I'm not a roast comic at all. That has never been my, my specific... Uh, lane of comedy but going in there and 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 talking to him like the shit talking but then when it comes down when the roast is over like there's a realness there 
And there is a certain, and I, I'm in San Diego, I'm not in LA, but there's a certain kind of like, kind of like trying to make sure everybody likes you. Oh yeah. Over, over on the, on this side of the country. And like, it, I feel like at least the New York comics I've met anyway, like they don't give a shit. They're like, you like them or you don't. Well, and yeah, and it's like, I'll tell you like it is like, I'll tell you that, that you being, you, you kind of being stupid, but you like, you know, like, what are you doing? You stupid asshole. Like this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Do you want to go get lunch? You know what I mean? It's just like the two things. Right. Can, like, can and if you said this. that to somebody over here, like, Hey, you really hurt me. Like, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And like, and there is a thing where you can cross a line and like, and all you got to do, like with, with like, at least in my experience with an East Coast person, like, bro, that's a little bit too much. And that's literally all you got to say. Yeah. Like calm yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're coming so in too hot. World. Like, oh, yeah. my bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like the, the, the roasting kind of based on people, each other, just as sort of a, you know, busting balls kind of a thing that feels like very much more of an East coast, East coast thing than a West coast thing, at least in my experience anyway. But 100%. Um, so, all right. So I got to, I got to ask you about the travel. Cause I know that like, that's a big part of what you do. Like you go all over the dang place. Yes. It's my favorite thing. And it was, and, and you are again, like this is. I don't want to because this is obviously not a blindness podcast because we have people who can see all the time on here. But it's a different dynamic when you're traveling solo and you got a significant visual impairment than when you don't. Like you, you got to oh think about different things. It is, you know, it's the same in a lot of ways, but it's so different. And I think for me, I noticed the difference more because I I traveled when I could see, like, mm-hmm. and I wasn't legally blind. Um, and now that I am blind and, you know, it's getting worse, um, you know, by the, by the year or whatever, uh, it's, I, it's a notable difference with like every time that I go. Um, and so when I was like, I think I was like 18, I went on my first trip and I, um, went to Italy and that was fantastic. You know, it was kind of, you know, I was like 18. I went with my friend who was 17. We were like, oh my God, we're in Italy. We can drink. And, <laughs> you know, we went and drank and had fun and tried to find some cute boys. And it was great. Um, the first time so I'd solo traveled was, I think it was like 2018. So that was, that was a, a Not long, that long ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was a long time after I was 18. It was 2005. Um, so 2018 to 2005, I didn't really travel that much because I thought that I couldn't. I was mm. like, I need someone that can see like perfectly. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to do any of this stuff. Like it's just not safe. Like someone's going to take advantage of me. What if I get robbed? Like all of this stuff. So yeah. I was miserable for so long because that that's like what I love to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember it was, I don't know. Do you know Tony Giles? I've heard. Oh dude. Yeah. Like I've seen, I actually, I don't really know him, but uh, you don't I don't know how much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, I don't know if he has any eyesight, but I know no, he's, he's totally blind. But he, and he travels deaf. all over the dang place. He goes yes, and he goes by himself. Yeah. And he, he's been to like over a hundred countries. I feel like, like in, and in so obscure I, kind of almost dangerous places, even in some instances. Yes. Yeah. No, he goes everywhere. Yeah. And so I, I saw him, I came across him on YouTube and I was like, what is my broke ass like doing over and, here? And he's, like, he's blind and deaf besides. So yes. it's not like, mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, like if you can see a little bit and you got some hearing, you're like, all right, I can, I can hang. You know, but yeah, no, absolutely. So the, I think it was probably the week that I saw that first video with him. I I was watching these, these videos of him. I booked a trip to London for like 
a couple weeks out. <laughs> I was just like, wow. I'm going by myself. And I, I didn't do a tour group. You know, I didn't do anything like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to go and I'm going to go where I want to go and do what I want to do. And it was one of the most liberating experiences of my life. I, it, I just couldn't believe like how comfortable I felt, how, you know, I was able to, you know, first of all, technology has improved so much, you know, I GPS don't, I, obviously makes a huge difference. I'm right. Sure. And I speak English and Uber too. Like there were some days <laughs> I was like, I, was, I could sleep in just for like another couple like minutes and not have to take the the train. Um, but even the train was so easy to take. It was, the people were so nice. And I'll actually say I, was hassled so much less in London than I was in America. Like people will just come up to me and say things to me. I've had people here in Denver literally grab me by the arm and drag me. Just oh, drag had, me. Yeah, complete straight. Me and I'll too. be like, what are you doing? And they're like, I'm helping you. I'm like, you don't no, know where I'm going. <laughs> Fully, right? But no one did that there. It was just, huh. you know, I was one, I was another person on the sidewalk. And that feeling is not something that you get as a blind person a lot. You don't not get usually, to be no. anonymous. I mean, yeah. I'm six foot with a 69-inch cane and a bust out to here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I stand yeah, yeah. out in a crowd. Like, and to to feel like I was part of the vibe of a city and not an outsider was, it was amazing. Now That's my beautiful. trip to China, on the other hand, yeah, actually, so experience. so um, so we talked about that on Clubhouse a little bit. Um, unpack your trip to China because, like the the one thing about, I mean, this is no disrespect to, I mean, China's freaking huge, so there's a lot of variance in culture. Mm-hmm. But, um, there is uh, there's a there's a and no, this is gonna sound bad, but like there's a couple there's a significant Asian population here. And like the the Thai massage places, I'm not talking about a rub and tug. I'm talking about a legit Thai like Asian spa, right? Like they don't know how to deal with the blindness thing quite so much. Oh right? yeah, like, no. You know, like you know, like they try to like I'm I walk to be the hidden. place. What? It should be hidden. It stays at home. Yeah. You don't need to go out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so they don't really know how to. And then these are Chinese people that have been here. I talked to a woman. Her English was really really good, but. She she'd been here for like over ten years, but she when I I walked to the place by myself, but the way she guided me out of the place, it was clear she was uncomfortable with me being blind. It was it was a really kind of wild dynamic. Um, but mm-hmm. I can only imagine like, and that's here in the states. So when you go to the actual motherland of of you know Chinese people come from, like, what was it like over there? It was well, my first experience was and i think you know you you travel a lot too so i'm sure like you just in the, the u.s airport. i actually have not done a lot of international travel well i mean it, you still deal with here in the u.s with like yeah. like wheelchair get in the wheelchair I'm like <laughs> any disability like get my in the legs wheelchair. work <laughs> thank you <laughs> mm-hmm. well so that was the first thing was i had to go in the wheelchair um and i was just like getting aggravated because the guy didn't want to push me in the wheelchair i know this is like so he made you aside. go in the wheelchair but then he made you do the made- arm thingies like, well, no, he was like, can you just stand? And I was like, that's what I wanted to do in the first place. But I will say, the I think one of my favorite things that happened in China is, is uh, of course, I'm going to get into a lot of it, is they felt no compunction about touching my cane, which I, like, don't do that. Don't touch a blind person's yeah, cane. Yeah, so for, for, yeah, for anybody listening, because we got a lot of sighted people who who 
you know, because like I said, it's not a blindness podcast, but don't grab a person's blind person's cane ever. Oh yeah. Like that's how, <laughs> that's how I don't hit things. Like don't move it. Cause then if I miss something like, you know, that's your you're, fault. You're going to feel all kinds of uh, embarrassed if the reason I have a bloody face is because you yanked my cane trying to help me. So what he did was we would be standing in line or standing in an elevator and he would, he would move my cane and he would hit people. And he would hit people in the back of the leg with my cane, and, and then, then stand there and act it? like he didn't do it. <laughs> and I was that's just, not a that's not a Chinese thing. That's just a what the fuck thing. I know. Well, it was the only time it's ever <laughs> happened, and that's why I'm just like it's one of my favorite like stories that that is from China because I, I was just blown yeah. away by the audacity, and I was like, this is great. Like, I mean, not gr- you know what I mean. Like, it was yeah, just no, well, you know, it's funny. I did have I appreciated it. It, it wasn't in China. Yeah, I had a I had a buddy of mine who was uh, he he kind of came from the street. He was he was a, a hip hop artist. We were hanging out and up in San Francisco, in Chinatown, oddly enough, and he was right. doing that same thing. But he he was American, like so. But he was making me we tap people. And it's like Josh, watch where you're going, dude. I'm like you fucking did that. What are you doing? Oh, I'll do that all the time to my friends. Like when they're in front of me, I'll just hit him with my cane. Like Ugh, get out of my way. Ugh, yeah. you know. Have you ever, have you ever done you do the, with your friends? Have you ever done you know? the, the thing where you're walking maybe side of God with somebody and you just happen to insert your cane just so so that they happen to trip just just for fun? Oh, I was you know, and I know this is a little bit again off topic, but my dad was totally blind and he uh, like he raised me. Um, you know as a single parent, really, my mother was totally involved in everything. I just didn't live with her. Yeah, um, yeah. And I used to do that as a child to him all the time. <laughs> I would trip him because what would happen is I'd be like, dad, like we're coming up on like a tree or something. And he'd be like, my cane will tell me Aaron. And then, um, so I'd grab his hand and I'd be like, okay, daddy, come this way. I mean, I was like seven years old at the time, you know, and I pull him into a tree <laughs> and he'd be like, Oh, why did you do that? And I was like, I thought your cane would tell you. <laughs> I was totally a dick about that, but <laughs> at the time right. it was—I thought it, I was seven. I was funny. So, um, so you're, you're so you're hitting people in ele- elevators. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, you know, of course it's not you. It's we'll, we'll, we'll blame the other guy. Of course you didn't do it on purpose, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, um, so you're hitting people in elevators in China. Yes. So then, and you know, I had booked a tour for when I got there because I don't know Mandarin. I tried to learn, and it was. I can say like three things, and like that's about it. I know ma, and so I can say it four different ways, so I know four different words, and that's it. Like that's all. I, that's my yeah. the extent of my Mandarin. <laughs> But so I get there and I was just, so I was just like, I'm not gonna, there's some things that I am totally content with like hiring someone. And especially because, you know, it's a, it's an entirely different culture. And it's one thing yeah. to be in Europe where, you know, I feel like I understand, there's you know, enough, in the UK. There's a, enough cultural similarities. Right. Like there's I can understand the, the museums. Like, yeah, yeah I know UK, about, for sure. Yeah, I know about the wars and stuff like that. I know very little about China. I want an expert, <laughs> you know, yeah. to walk me around and tell me about stuff. So she she met me there and she's like, hi, you know, I'm, I'm your person. Like, here's your vehicle to the hotel. Nice to meet you. Bye. I get to the hotel. You know, I have just taken the longest flight of my life. It's, uh, you know, it's something like 8 a.m. where I'm supposed to be, but it's 9 p.m. where I am. And I'm exhausted and I go to bed. 
And the next thing I know, there's a man knocking on my door and he's like, your phone's broken. And I was like, well, that's a little random, but I like let him in. And I'm just gonna be honest. I had like no pants on. I'm tired. My -hmm. bra's hanging up on the chair. And this like guy comes in and he's like, oh my God, like I don't want to be a part of whatever this mess is. But he fixes my phone and then he leaves. And then I guess the reason was that someone was trying to call me. So my phone rings and it's a woman. And I guess she was from the tour company, but she's like, you can't stay in China. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you can't stay here. And I knew why she was saying that. Right. I it, knew that you she was her saying, because say I'm black. Exa- and I was like, why? She's like, you you know. And it, I don't know why they can't say it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I really want you to tell me why I can't stay here. She's like, maybe they un- legally, maybe there is a like a legal thing in China, but it's sort of like it's the law that they screwed around by not actually saying it kind of thing. Yeah, I know, right? Well, she's like you're 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 not you're not fit. Like you need too much assistance. And I was like, "Well, that's funny because I just flew over here from Denver, Colorado via like Vancouver, so I feel like I'm doing pretty good so far." Like, and you know, and I'm just like, "I've traveled before. Like, don't worry. I'm fine. Like, are we going to go to a minefield? Cause, like, cuz then maybe I'd need a little right, bit yeah, extra assistance." Yeah, you might assistance. need some extra help, right? Yeah, right? But so they were just like, "Okay, well, you have to pay us $500." If you want to stay like at this point, <laughs> like I'm in China. Like, what if I like, get where my you going to go? Right. Right. I'm in Beijing. My flight's two weeks away in Shanghai. You know, I'm just like, he fine. He has five hundred dollars. Like I like can I go to bed now? So basically the, the five hundred dollars paid for is I had a personal assistant in every single place that I went and you know that's it, not that bad for two weeks for five hundred bucks. Oh, oh, I haven't finished. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> two of them didn't speak English, <laughs> and they were. Um, you would think that I was Superman and the stairs were kryptonite because every time we came out to the stairs, like they were ah, ah, like that's literally the noise that they would make. And you know, it's so like, funny. Like I've had that even because like I said, there is a, like a Asian population where I live, a lot of immigrants and, and so on. And I've, I've had that, like, the, like I said, even like the little tie spa things where they're like, they get mm-hmm. nervous when I get close to the stairs. Like, I don't know what, the, what it is. Like, you see this big pole, like that's what it's for. Yeah. This is my yeah. cane. Like yeah. I'm fine. Like I had to, I've had to endure stairs for the 34 years of my life. Like I'm okay. And so, I mean, and unfortunately, left was, uh, right was right and left was right. So every time they would try to give me directions, they'd be like, to the right, to right, the right. right but right, right. I would, like, the person is talking to my left who's leading the tour. So I'm like, I'm going to go with left on this one, like, buddy. Um, they wanted to go to the bathroom with me, which was a hard no. Like, I yep. have never needed assistance for that yep. since I was yep. two. Yep. Um, and it was it was like I was a child basically. And, um, so for the first two cities that I was two or three cities that I was in, it was, it was like, I was a child and I was, you know, I couldn't go by myself anywhere. You know, they, they would have to be with me all the time. They were like, almost like, do you need us to serve you food? Like it was just, it was just terrible. The last one that I went to is actually really good. Um, with the last city that I went to was Shanghai and the guy in Shanghai is, it was my favorite Shanghai city. culturally, though, has I don't know. I feel like they get more outside. It's much more international. Yeah, yeah. That's, English that's more, was that's spoken a, everywhere. That's a it was ba- the first place in China it. where I heard English spoken in the open. Yeah. 
Um, so the, the person who was my personal guide there, he spoke English and he was like, Oh, I'm so excited. I could talk English with you. Like, this is going to be so great. And I was like, <laughs> well, yes, cool. me too. I'm so excited. Um, and that was the one that was really great because we went to a museum and he took me on a personal tour of the whole museum because, you know, That's he awesome. could read the Mandarin on the, and then and was he able to translate for you? The, oh yeah. The oh yeah. Oh, He's awesome. like, That's... so this one is from the Han dynasty and this is, oh, looks whoa. like it was a ceremonial day. I'm like, Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, but he also got <laughs> he also got really excited and he went a little off book. So while people were on the tour, he we came up upon a communism museum and he was like, I really want to take you in here. And the tour guy was like, Well, we're just meeting up like over there at like, you know, one thirty or whatever. And he's like, all right, let's go in. And I look over at this museum and there's a giant red carpet leading up to the museum with like, you know, the Chinese flag, communist flag and men with machine guns at the door. And I was like, I don't know where you're taking me. (laughs) Like, but all I see is a man in a machine gun. Like, I don't see anything else. Like my, what little sight I have Mm. is honed in on the machine gun. Yeah, 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 that's... And we went inside and they had to take my, they took my fingerprints before I was allowed into the museum. And the very, so he was very excited to share about communism with me, which is fine. Like, you know, that's like, I'm not judging anything. The reason I like to travel is because I like to experience the differences in the world, you know? And you get to get his take, regardless of whether you come to the same conclusions. Clearly that's his, his world. Well, I was the only non- um, Chinese person, or at least a non-Asian person in there. Um, I was also the tallest at six feet. Um, I was also a woman. <laughs> and I was yeah. also blind. And so we get to the first exhibit and, you know, he's talking to me about it. And literally it says, you know, China, like, you know, lifted off the oppression of the evil West and the U.S. that were oppressing our people and torturing us into submission. Meanwhile, and all you're this standing stuff. And I'm there like, and you're like, uh... Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is why they don't want me here. Right. (laughs) It's just like you're inviting, like, you know, a Russian spy (laughs) into the CIA. It's like, why would you do this? (laughs) So So, that was that was definitely the most interesting thing. So now my fingerprints are in everywhere in China. Um, It was it was really interesting, though. And I think one of the things I also mentioned on Clubhouse is just culturally how different everything was, Um, you know, especially with. Uh, something that I was really concerned about that I had known before I went was that if you bump into someone or, um, you know, cause yeah. anything, you don't stop um, because bystanders who stop generally are like, they'll hold them responsible. Um yep. You know, something happened with, you know, a guy that I was with and he accidentally, you know, bumped shoulders with a woman. She dropped her bag of groceries and he went as a gentleman to pick it up for her and was like, I'm so sorry. Like, he, like here you go. And everyone around started pointing and screaming um, that he was a thief, basically, um, just screaming at him in, in Chinese and, he, you know, and calling the police basically and you know he he ran away didn't know what to do the police caught up with him and asked for his passport and you know and luckily he was able to contact the tour company but that's just something that you know i i was worried about as a blind person i'm just like i bump into things (laughs) yeah well and the thing is too is like unless you like until you said that during our our clubhouse chat like i had no idea like my natural instinct because like i don't i don't 
I don't like hurting people, right? Like I know, like oh, like you know, the martial arts guy, blah blah blah. Like you're, you're, you must, you know, like to kick people's ass. I'm like, no, actually, I kind of <laughs> don't. Like, like I don't like hurting people. It's like if I bump into somebody, of course I'm going to stop and apologize and make sure they're okay. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I would really have to precondition myself to not do that if I went. I, and I think that maybe, uh, and you know, I don't want to say that we'd get a pass because of a disability, but sometimes when people see that, mm-hmm. they don't want anything to do with you anyway. They're like, oh, whatever, go away. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I don't know if that would necessarily work there. Like I said, yeah. I was lucky enough that it never, never happened to me. I was like, you know, my, my little friends over here, they're going to keep me from, I wasn't hitting anything. Um, I did teach one of them like how I use the cane though. And she thought it was like the most amazing thing in the entire world. Like, because, um, and also something just for people that go to China, um, a lot of the older buildings, they have lips. So you have to step up over and into a doorway. Um, traditionally it's to keep evil spirits out. And it, it was amazing to see some of that. Oh, I loved it. So, you know, whenever you walk in a doorway, you have to walk up and over the lip and so they were just like, you could see the sweat pooling. They were just like, I don't know how we're going to tell her about this. But I hit it with my cane. I stepped over and they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and it was just like, it was magical. They were like, that thing works. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, how cool is that though, to be like an ambassador in a, in a sort of way, you know, like they get to, yes, you're over there and you're learning about China and Chinese culture and, and, you know, just kind of society over there and stuff. And like, that's kind of the point of travel. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also, it's that, that exchange where they're getting to see, huh. And that just, yeah. sh- that they might have that reference point. And then there might be, you know, some young Chinese girl who's like, who's blind and maybe that person remembers them and they're like, you know, maybe you can do things. You don't have to stay at home and be. Yeah. And you know, it's a very interesting mix, I would say as well, because one of the things that I was surprised about in China was they have Braille sidewalks. So I think it's something I would like to see here. Maybe not exactly. So how does that work? Yeah. And like, maybe not exactly how they do it because I guess that's a little too high there, but basically, so if you have a sidewalk, there'll be almost like Braille cells that'll be along one side of the sidewalk. And so you can follow that. And, you know, for instance, if, if you're going to the bank, um, it'll turn at the entrance to the bank and it'll just walk right up to the door. So you're not, you know, oh, wow. uh, how many times have you like looked for a handle? You know what oh, I mean? Geez. You're just like, no, Oh, yeah. that- and that it, eliminates that and i think that that is just great i mean do i need it no i can absolutely get where i need to go and i have done you know for for many years but you know it makes it it makes it a little easier to get where you need to go and be more efficient but i will say (laughs) there was some i was online when i was researching it because i was like oh this is so interesting um a lot of blind people were complaining because i guess they went a little overboard with them um Hmm. they actually had them even leading like onto off ramps of highways. And they were Ooh. like, we don't, we don't need it. Like we're not, we're not going to walk onto highways, but thank you. So I guess if you would just like follow it, you're going for a walk or something, you could find yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. But yeah, that's, I'm, that's wild. I will say though, I, I do get a little bit more anxious about it since China, you know, I had a wonderful experience and I, I've been to Egypt as well. Oh, that wow. was also, uh, interesting Costa Rica um I'm going to Turkey in about two weeks and okay. I'm a little bit nervous about that because I 
I don't like that I have to fight to travel. I don't mm-hmm. like that I always have to. Yeah, be you always have to do some ambassador. sort of advocacy or something. Yeah, it's right? always a teaching moment for them mm-hmm. and never a relaxing moment for me. And it's something that I do. I get a little bit anxious about it. I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm still going to Turkey. I'm sure. still, you know, chilling in Cleopatra's pool, like Cain or yeah. not. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. But um, you know, I still do get just a little bit like, oh, like tired. Like, I just want to enjoy my vacation. Okay, I, I do want to ask you about Egypt a little bit. Oh, um, please. <laughs> so, uh, so of course, you know, obligatory. Did you see the pyramids or the, the Sphinx or anything like that? Yes. Okay. Yes and yes. <laughs> and, and actually, I went twice. Um, I went at the beginning of my trip. That was like the first thing was – Pyramids, Sphinx, <laughs> pyramids, Sphinx. And then yeah. at the end of my trip, we got an opportunity to go to the light show where they actually like tell the story about like Egypt and the pharaohs and they do it to lights on the pyramids, which oh, was a little bit difficult. Like I couldn't see all of the lights all at once, but I, I still enjoyed the fact that every now and then like I could, you know, and it's pitch black, you know, and you're mm-hmm. in the middle of the desert with these um, pyramids and they light up the whole pyramid, which is so Whoa. cool. So I'm like every, I'm like, oh, it's blue. Like, oh, I think it's not the purple one over there. Like, it was still really awesome. Wow, that's 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 wild. And I I, I don't think they typically let um, visitors go inside the pyramids at all, do they? No, but if you go to the Takara, I want to say that it's called. Um, it's the older pyramids, the step pyramids that Imhotep built um, or designed. Um, a, a lot of people built them. <laughs> but you can go into them. And it is very uh, uh, claustrophobic because you have to crawl. And my friend was like 5'5", five, five, and she had to, to crawl in. And I'm, you know, as I've said multiple times, I'm six feet tall. You have to crawl in and you get into these tiny chambers. And it, it was really amazing. I, I loved it. My favorite, though, was... Um, the Valley of the Kings and going into mm. the tombs there. Did you notice any particular kind of, not get super woo-woo, but did you notice like a different vibe because of like something with such a deep history kind of a thing? I, it was definitely a little eerie at times. I will say um, where I noticed that the most was at the temple complex of Karnak because I had heard of Karnak, you know, I've, I've seen the mummy, you know, <laughs> right, right. but, um, it, it was massive. It was bigger than I could have ever imagined. You could spend a week there and I don't think, and, and you can just freely walk around, you know, wow. and you could, I, I was lost for a while from, from a couple of my friends that I had gone with. I was wandering around by myself, just it, between these columns that are thousands upon thousands of years old, just walking around and there's rooms that where, you know, and that's where I felt like I could really feel I, I just felt a little bit more awestruck. Unfortunately, yeah. that's also where a lot of scammers are. Mm-hmm. And they prey on that. They prey on the fact that people are wandering. And it is so large that, you know, sometimes you are by yourself in these huge right. places. And they, they might corner you. or this That's or exactly or what like they ha- do. Or hand you like a baby or, or whatever, ask you to take a picture or something weird. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what almost happened to me. But luckily, my friend found me. <laughs> Um, but so, I mean, it was, it was amazing. I would say if you, have you been? No, I literally, it's so crazy. Like I, I'm, I, 
have done all the stuff that I've done, but I've done so much of it stateside. I've literally only ever been to Mexico. And the only other Mexico's time I've been great. off... The, Mexico's great. Uh, and the only time I've actually been off the North American continent was to Hawaii, and that's still part of the U.S. So I, as oh, things open <laughs> up, as things open up, I, I absolutely intend to do more international travel. Well, I would recommend if you go to at least do part of it as a Nile cruise... Um, it's well, pretty cheap. It, like everything there is cheap. It's, Exchange I mean, it's really like, generous. Yeah. We got a, um, like we, we did a, a street food like meal and we got a bottle of water and, um, like a, a, a pita with like hummus and falafel and all that 32 cents. Like that's that's bananas. It is, yeah. It, it's just the currency exchange. Actually, bananas At least when would I went. be more expensive here. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so the Nile cruise was excellent. And have you ever been on a cruise? I never have. No. So, I, so if you go on a cruise, you know the the joke is the cabins are like so tiny, but it's like, oh yeah, we're not spending all our time in the cabins. Yeah, They're you're like out there, kind of smaller than dorm and, rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, on these on the cruise. It's it's like a hotel stateroom. Basically, wow. it's like an entire huge hotel room. It's amazing. They're much smaller, obviously, because it's a river cruise. So, you know, they can do larger rooms for a smaller amount of people. Right. And basically, we, uh, um, my friends and I, you know, we flew down to uh, Aswan. We saw the Aswan Dam. And then basically, okay. you get on there and you the the ship, the boat stops at all of the temples along the Nile and it stops and you can get out and you can go and you can see all of these little temples along the way or not so little in some cases come back to the boat and, and you're off again all the way up to Luxor um, where then you can see, you know, a lot of the bigger temples in the Valley of the Kings and, and things like that. So I would definitely recommend that. It was okay. How awesome. are they receptive to you? Not just the blind thing, but also being a woman traveling, right? Do they expect you to wear the hijab? Because I know it's a, I think it's no. some of the countries. Okay. Um, the only time I did wear, and they didn't even require it when we went to the mosque, which I was very surprised about. Um, I still wear it out of respect in religious sure. um, places. I don't care if they require it or not. I right. I think, you know, you should be respectful, you know, someone yeah, else's yeah. culture and religion. Um, but yeah, no, they were, they were really great. The thing that um, is interesting is that if you are a typical American, they don't see it a lot. So if you wear shorts or short skirts or revealing shirts, mm-hmm. all of the boys take pictures with you. They'll just come up and they'll be like, picture, can I have a picture, please a picture. And they'll because just, because you have exposed skin and yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. It's like, yeah. and so, and I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but they were saying that like, they'll put them up on their Instagram and they see how many they can get and stuff like that. Oh, and wow. it, it happened to all of us, you know, especially if you have blonde hair, especially if yeah. you have blonde hair. Yeah. Um, and I don't say that, I don't like to say stuff like that and be like stereotypical, but I like, that's no, just but, but from my a, experience. It's, it's I saw reality, it happen. Right? I mean, there's a difference between making sweeping generalizations and talking mm-hmm. about your experience, right? Right. You're not you're not saying anything negative about Egyptian culture or other oh, no. Middle Eastern cultures or you know countries. Well, same thing happened in China too. Like completely different, <laughs> completely different continent. You know, the, and I I don't know if it was especially me, but they would you know see someone and they'd be like, "Can I take a picture with you?" And it's like, I mean, I don't care. Well, for some of them, I mean. Uh, you say you're blonde here, you know, basically the only white presenting person they might have ever seen in their entire life. Yeah. And, and I have, I'm blind too. So, yeah. hey, you got a tufa. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Is but there like, any other... I, sorry. No, keep going. 
And I was just like, I want to do everything. You know what I mean? Like, I want to cage dive with sharks in South Africa. I want to climb Kilimanjaro. I want to go skydiving in New Zealand. I want to visit every country in the world. Like, I want to do everything. And I... I, I'm not going to like, you know, let blindness stop me or let, you know, something stop me. I'm actually learning Russian right now because um, some of my next trips I want to do, I want to go to uh, Central Asia and, you know, maybe some of Eastern Europe. And I heard that if you speak Russian there, you're much more welcome and accepted. Um, so that's like kind of my next big foray into travel. I really want to do that. Um, and I already actually have a trip planned for 2022. Um, me and one of my friends from college, actually, we're going to go to Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, and Thailand. Nice. Um, is, would that be your first time in that area? Like in in Southeast and, Asia, yes. Yeah. I Second hear time to Asia, in, first time there. So um, I you know, met a few people from Thailand. I've, I've done very small amount of Muay Thai kickboxing. But I've... I've um, but people who I've talked to who have been over to Thailand, they say it's crazy cheap. Like in, like the exchange rate is out of this world. That would be great. So, I mean, I like um, buying things. I also want to do, you know, I love food toys. But just in too. terms of like food and like I would, just yeah, I would eat of, yeah, all no, you, Thai food all day. <laughs> Thai food and Indian food. I want to eat my way through India so bad. I'm like, can you just give me everything with some naan? Like and like Thai curry. I'm just like, oh, can I just have every like fresh vegetables? Well, and you and- have real Thai curry with the fish guts. See, I'm vegetarian. Okay, so well, that's the only well, thing. The nice thing about southeastern Asia is. You know, there are a lot of Buddhists there and a lot yes. of Buddhists are vegetarian. So you probably see, and I'm Buddhist too. So that's why, and there's actually, it's interesting when I went to China, there's, um, you know, two different words for vegetarian. There's vegetarian, you know, whatever the, I forget it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but there's also a word for Buddhist vegetarian, which I thought was really interesting. So I always use the word for Buddhist vegetarian. Um, it is a little bit different, like with things that they can and can't have, but I felt like they were always more, they understood that more. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, I really like that. I and mean, that's what well, I'm also you know, excited. Do you think to... that the fact that, um, and, you know, I mean, obviously there's a giant range of, of uh, approaches to Buddhism for that matter, but oh, like, yeah. do you think the fact that you have a, you know, kind of a faith or belief system or whatever, however you choose to describe it, that has its origin in the East, did that make your time in China and, and kind of, East, you know, Eastern cultures a little bit? easier because there was a frame of reference or? i would say i enjoy I, I enjoyed it more and i i understood it more especially from you know that religious perspective and and like you said it there are so many different kinds of buddhism that it is it is crazy and there's some that i don't necessarily like jive with mm-hmm. um but it 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 made it more enjoyable for me um i don't i mean they don't you know they didn't look at me and say oh she's buddhist you know what i mean like they right. they don't really know that sometimes if they see my my mala beads like they might they might know but um you know it it did i enjoyed it i enjoyed it much more and one of the uh, at one of the museums, they had a room and it was just entirely full of Buddhas. And I was like, cool. can we go to the Buddha room? And I remember my guy was like, you want to go to the Buddha room? Like, you know, they have all of like the, 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 the jewels and stuff like that. I was like over here. I'm like, no, we're going to the Buddha room. <laughs> That's cool. That's what I want. And, okay. and I was just like, I don't know if it's off topic, but can I just say, like, oh, there, there, is there, there one is literally... thing in the world that you don't want to go or don't want to do that you feel like everyone else does? Ha! Ah, my turn. <laughs> no, that's all right. Well, here, that, and that's the cool thing about about podcasting. We don't have like a set end time. I mean, obviously, we don't want to go like five hours or something. But, no, but no. like, um, 
<clears throat> you know, the, the nice thing about this is because it's not a radio show specifically, we can go as long, we can kind of diverge. That's the, one of the things about, I intentionally started this podcast heavily biting off a of Joe Rogan style, not because I'm Joe Rogan or I even agree with him on everything, mm-hmm. um, but I like the conversational style. I like being able to just meander. Um, so we're, we're good. We can have a conversation. Um, as far as for me, things that I would like, I, there's so many things that I want to do that there's not a lot that I would, um, like, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the things I don't want to do as much like, as because I just think, I, you know, some people, for instance, I know they'll be like, I never want to go to Bali. That's not me. I want to go to Bali, yeah. but they'll just be like, everyone's going to Bali. Like, I'm not going to go to Bali. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, that's so, not me. So here's a good example, like, right, like kind of what I would do relevant to travel um, is like, I want to go and have real authentic experiences. Like, I, I understand there's a, there's a certain level with the tourism right. thing, right? Like, I get that. But I want to have real interactions with real people. Like, one of the places I would love to go, and, and some of this is because my wife really want, really loves New Zealand culture, but I, I, I find it fascinating a little bit. Um, she's really fascinated by, like, the Maori people and, and stuff. And 100%. I would love to go to New Zealand, you know, surf in New Zealand, uh I, and I don't a know. Shark in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe you know, I'll go swim with some sharks inside a cage. They're or my second you know? favorite sharks. The sharks down there. Okay. Um, I I think like I would love to get like a, you know, if I made enough connections with Maori people, uh, I would love to get like a Maori tattoo done the Maori way, no matter how painful it actually would be. Um, I, I'm all about going down to South America and go to like an ayahuasca ceremony and doing all the different things. Like I, I would, I would do a lot, but the things that would probably make me, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say I wouldn't go to like Buckingham palace and stuff and kind of visit, but like that doesn't have the same appeal. So it's not so much there are things I wouldn't do, is that there's just right. so many if, things if that I would do If you had a choice between like a, a, a tea ceremony, you know, at someone's house, or you know, standing outside Buckingham Palace, it's like you know which one you're oh, gonna I'm do. I'm rocking the tea ceremony instantly, mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. And then for me too, like I'm I'm not Buddhist, but I'm been fascinated with with Buddhism, and there's an overlap, sure, in my martial arts practice, although it's you know different it you know as far as the way that translates but like i would love to go visit some of the like the key sites right like relevant to buddhist thought i would love to be able to go you know maybe uh do zen meditation for a for a couple of weeks in you know maybe in japan then maybe go um you know i know it's hard to get in tibet but like you know uh maybe spend some time with some monks and uh, in Nepal, which is where a lot of the, uh, the exiled Tibetan monks are and, and things like that. Like that, that fascinates me. That, that sounds like a really yeah, cool experience. Yeah, bucket but list that's not, for sure. You know, but it's, it's the, I guess it's not, cause I'm not a, a, I'm not a never guy with a lot of stuff, but it's definitely a more of a, this is more, this is higher on my priority list. See, there's, there is one thing on my list that I don't think I would never, I would never do, even if I was offered the opportunity and mm-hmm. I could, and that okay. would be like climb Everest. I don't I, I, know why. I might. I might. I see. I think I've been rubbed the wrong way. I think way. there's a lot of other things heading up, you know, but I haven't done any 
significant climbing first. So I'm not going to say no to Mount Everest until I've actually climbed a mountain. You know, g- give me right. Mount Whitney first. Let's see how I do with that. After that, then Kilimanjaro. Everest. Yeah. yeah, Kilimanjaro. <laughs> then 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 Mount Everest. See, I just I like I, I don't know. I when I think of it, I think uh, was it Mallory. Um, it's like one of the most famous like quotes in mountaineering. You know, why did you okay. climb Everest? Because it's there. Yeah, I hate there, there that. needs to be more to it than that. And you know, it's so I always think it's so funny too. Like people are like oh, I climbed Mount Everest. Yeah, well, the Sherpas that help you, they did it oh. five times, asshole. Yeah, like- five <laughs> times in the last two weeks, they've gone to the top. And it's I mean, like, and I hate when it's like you ask someone, you know, because I've met a few climbers. I've met some that are great, you know what I mean, who have sure. climbed Everest and have been humbled by the mountain and learned so much. But you meet well, them, okay, and I'm like, oh, and, and you even Eric Weinmeyer, you know, famous blind climber. He's like, he's a legit dude. He's not like oh, a he's oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I don't mean to like paint everyone with that brush, yeah. obviously, like because there's some people that travel, and I think every person knows someone who's traveled the first time they come back. Oh, you don't even know what it's like in Europe. It's so different over in Europe. I'm like, that's not your accent. Why are you talking like that? Like, it, you know, like all of a sudden, it's like people come back from like a week, like a week in Ireland and they act like, oh, my father's from County. And I looked up, I'm like, dude, you stop talking yeah. like freaking Lucky Charms guy. Enough with that. Mm-hmm. You have, you, you haven't tasted cheese or butter until, and it's like, okay, well, listen, <laughs> like, can you stop acting like a pompous asshole for a minute? Like, well, and, and it really comes, and this is my whole take on everything, right? Like, I don't know your experience. Right, like I don't know what it's like to be Aaron. I, I don't know what it's like to be a woman. I'm not going to pretend to to know what it's like to to grow up with with your family and whatnot. That's fine. Like I'm not going to question your experience, the significance of it. At the same time, don't 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 invalidate the experience that I've had just because it's not the same as yours. It's like that's why right. I love the the David Goggins quote. You know, I'm not crazy. I'm just not you. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. I love, I, I've never I quit, heard that before. I love it. Yeah. I quit my job like five years ago or almost five years ago to do martial arts and adventure living full time. And, 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 you know, granted, you know, my, I don't have any kids. My wife is an adult. We signed up. On, she, she was on board. I'm like, all right, you're willing to take this crazy road. Let's do this thing. That's a different way of living, right? Like, and a lot of people talked mad shit when I decided to go do like, well, how are you going to pay for the bills? I'm like, I, I don't care. I, I, I care about, like being able to sleep at night and not like hating my life about two hours after I got to work. Like, see, that's what I want. Like, that's what I I, I want to do. Kind of. With oh, my I life. thought that's you said you want to hate your life two hours after you get to work because that sounds like a really weird aspiration. But you know, yeah. <laughs> well, see, because right now my job is affording me the opportunity to travel to all of these places. Yeah. You know, and it's like I don't want to throw that away. I also I I get I get personal satisfaction when I complete things and, and when I'm able to do that. So that. You know, for me, I'm still I'm still liking that. I don't want to do it forever, you know. Um, but I mean, I, I am crazy. Like, and and so what? <laughs> you know, like if I could hug a great white shock, I would be down there doing it right now. And if I lose an arm, I lose an arm. Like, I I want to go do that. Like, there. I'm I trying think, to think how I would hug a great white shark without losing an arm. I, oh, I don't they know just if want like they just want hugs. They're just lonely. You know, you say you're from Boston. I think maybe there might be more California in you than you than you realize. If you're talking <laughs> about one to just give a great work shark. I don't hug. know. I'm I'm mostly Irish. They probably wouldn't like the taste of me. We're not the best cooks. <laughs> kind of just say. I mean, <laughs> again, I don't want to talk about. Like I just, if I have to have corned beef and cabbage one more damn time at St. Patrick's <laughs> Day, like I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's like, have you tasted Indian food? 
can you absorb some of the spices into your foods? Like, what am I supposed yeah. to do with this? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. Is there anything you want to, uh, you still want to most make sure that you do? Um, either whether travel-wise, athletically, whatever, uh, just unique experience you think would be cool? I, for the longest time, the top of my bucket list, I want to see the Dervaza Crater in Turkmenistan. That has been something I really want to do. Now, why <laughs> and camp on Antarctica. Those are two very different things. Okay, <laughs> two very different things. I'm with you on the camp, camp in Antarctica. I don't know anything about the crater in Turkmenistan. Oh my god, it's so amazing! So what, like, there's it it's a basically it was mining for like gas, like natural gas in that area, and there is a lot of there's a lot of stories about what happened, right? So you know, I haven't, I don't know the official story. That's part of the reason why I want to go. But basically, either there was an accident and they came upon a giant pocket of gas, and the the mining operation collapsed into this giant crater and it's been burning for decades. Oh, so it's still burning. It's still, it's yes, it's still burning. It's been burning for decades. And the other one is that it was intentionally set on fire. Like when the USSR collapsed and and I don't know if I necessarily believe that one. Right. But but, sort of as a way to kind of sabotage. So people couldn't go back and use those resources. But that's, that's how, that's how, how much gas is in there that it's wow. still, and so they call it, um, it's called the gates of hell. Um, and so you can go and you can see it and you can camp right there on it. And I also want to go to Turkmenistan. It's like, I think one of the least visited countries in the world. Um, I mean, it does, it does have a, uh, more dictatorial <laughs> government, but right. it also, the, it's capital city is, like clad in marble. And so people say it's like one of the most futuristic things to just walk and there's just white marble everywhere. The streets, the steps, the buildings. Gotcha. So I really, I, I think that would be amazing. I hope it doesn't rain, um, but I think it would be amazing. Gotcha. Hey man, that's like, you sound like you're, you got a, you got a thing going. I mean, like, like I, I love the fact that you're just like, you know, I don't care what people think. I want to do it because I want to do it. And that's that's honestly like the whole reason. Like it's so funny. Like I I I, and I I quit my job. Like I said, and I started throwing out the hashtag adventure month, just as like a throwaway thing. Like oh whatever. And then like then we started the podcast last year, and because, mostly because I'm a comedian, I can't get up on stage right now, or haven't been able to. I'm get we're getting close. Things are opening up, but like there is, I think, a growing. Uh, or maybe not even a growing number of people, but a more com- like a deepening of a, a you know segment of humanity that is tired of just kind of doing what they do because it's expected, and not and and really kind of living life intentionally because there's so much you know I mean like don't get me wrong I like to sit on my ass and watch Wandavision and 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 Mandalorian and and some whatever best weekends Disney. of my life yeah yeah but I also like to have experiences. Right. Right. I like, I like to, you know, and today I had a horrible day surfing. I caught Sorry. one wave. That's okay. I caught one wave and it's windy and all that stuff. But you know what? That's going to make Saturday. I got this contest coming up and it's going to make all these, it's going to make the, the good waves that much, that much sweeter. And yeah. the people who, you know, the people who, uh, don't get to hang out with dolphins are the people who don't go out in the ocean. So like the, there's a, 
yeah, some of that stuff's hard. And, and yeah, like with the, the running and stuff that you do, you know, it's not everybody signs up for it, but there are some unique experiences you get to have that nobody else does because they decided that they would rather stay safe. Well, and you know, like, and you don't sometimes remember, you don't remember your bad days. You know, I don't remember all of the little things that happened to me in China, but I do remember climbing the Great Wall. That is ingrained into my head. And you can either say, I had a bad day because someone, um, someone wouldn't let me climb up the stairs. They made me take an elevator. Or you can say, I went to the Great Wall of China and, you know, not even think about the other thing that happened. Yep. Yeah, that that's and that and I think the more of us who do that and kind of and also just open, you know, not in a you haven't lived until you've climbed the Great Wall of China, like no, but I mean, like in terms of just sharing the coolness of the uniqueness of our experiences. I mean, that's that changes. Yeah, because it's so privileged, you know. It's 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 a privilege, and I. I don't want to do it. Like I said, with that quote, I'm not doing it because it's there. I'm doing it because it's changing me as a person and I like who it's making me into. That's beautiful. That's absolutely. Is there anything else that we didn't get to that you want to make sure you spit out and you got a social media? Are you writing a book or any kind of got a, got any kind of creative outlet besides on top of this? Uh, I am. I am working on a book. I've been working on a book for a while. Um, but yeah, if you want to check me out on Instagram, I'm squirrelyerin87 on Instagram. Um, I haven't posted in a in a little bit, obviously, because pandemic is a little bit slow right. on places. But it'll be picking up soon, so definitely. Okay, we'll make sure to so uh, when you're listening to this, check the show notes. We'll have a link to Aaron's Instagram there, and uh, you know, there's a lot of. I really appreciate the conversation. It's been fun. Thank and, you. Uh, I know I appreciate and- you know you inviting me on here so much. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for everyone listening, as uh, as always, is uh, I'll say it. I promise I'll say it properly. Uh, adventure is a state of mind. How you live it is up to you. Mm-hmm.